This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Capness HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Capness. Our guest today is Maya Carlson. Maya, are you ready to be great today? I am, um, absolutely. Maya Carlson is a certified leadership coach, organization development professional, and registered dietitian with a passion for making workplace environments thrive. Her 15 years of leadership experience equip her with the knowledge, skills, and insight to deliver real change when the word is needed. Through her company, Silver Ring Coaching Consulting, based in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, and coming into her work from a place of huge curiosity, Maya weaves in concepts of wellness, leadership, and emotional intelligence to all the things she does. Her why stems from a belief that if we all pay more attention to what is happening inside and constantly choose how we want to be in our work and in our lives, we'll all begin to thrive in new and exciting ways. Through leadership coaching and workshop facilitation, Maya works closely with organizational leaders to make lasting changes that supports clients, employees, and the organization as a whole. She is adept at developing new and innovative programs and has had particular success in providing leadership training and development opportunities to middle and upper level managers. Working both with individuals and in organizations, Maya seeks to bring the message that if we understand ourselves better, it is possible to name our own agendas and have the strength, commitment, clarity, and confidence to finally reclaim our lives. Maya, thank you for being on our podcast. So what are you working on right now, Maya? Thanks for having me here today. So the things, a couple of things I'm working on right now are related to personal leadership in the places that we live, in our workplaces and in our personal lives. So I have a three-month course that I'm just launching in November, and then we're going to relaunch in January called uh, Mindful Living Happy Life. And that's really about getting to know yourself so that you can be super successful wherever you are. And then um, with a colleague, um, we're launching a course in the early part of the year in a couple of organizations called Your Refreshed Work Life, where it's for established leaders in organizations where they are um, they've been there, they've been doing great work, but they're maybe feeling a bit tired or the team just really needs some um, some outside energy. And that course is going to be a monthly course where people are meeting together as a group and then experiencing individual leadership coaching at the same time um, over the years. So those are a couple of things that I'm, I'm really excited to, to, uh, to be launching. So when you go to organization, of course, everyone says, you know, we're ready for change. We want to take this, this training on. But oftentimes, the reality is not the same. They're pretty, you know, resistant. How do you approach that? That's a great question. You know, one of the things that I really believe is that if people can live their personal values in a way that is authentic for them in their workplaces, then it's a lot easier for them to be able to remain motivated to make changes and to actually really focus on their own their own personal development as well as development of their teams and the others around them. So one of the things that I really talk about with the people who are I'm working with around creating some co-creating a program for an organization is to truly really try and understand what's the current culture is that culture one that's actually really motivating and supportive for leaders to be successful in being as great as they can be and if not we where are the gaps? Where are the challenges? What are the things that we need to work on first before maybe we even develop um, a leadership program that is uh, is going to be successful? Because sometimes it's really about actually taking a big step back and seeing what's actually happening in the organization. Now, I'm, I'm going to presume that you, t- you have customers both in Canada and the United States and all over the world. 
absolutely yeah so i'm i'm international i do work both online like this kind of thing where where i work with individuals or groups online um some of the work is over the phone and then i'm able to travel so so local as well as um within canada and and elsewhere so wherever wherever the work needs my skill i'm able to go do you find there's any difference in how you approach things versus, you know, in-person per, in person training versus online? Is there, do you notice a difference or anything or do you approach it differently? Yeah, there is a difference, I think, because when you're in person, you're able to really bounce off what's happening in the room. So if there's a, if there's a group of 15 people in front of me and we're working on something, we can, it's probably a little bit more dynamic in terms of being able to bring small groups together and do kind of that individual, that kind of work that requires people to be face to face. But the interesting thing is that what I find that if if I'm able to create a community between myself and the people I'm working with, and when I say that, if I'm able to, if we're able to build a place of safety and trust, then actually online works just as well. I find that people are engaged, and if they understand the technology, like we're using um, this Zoom technology, which is one that I often use, if people feel comfortable using the technology, and that's something that I really work to make sure people are, then I find that people are as dynamic and as interested. So it's different, but I think that it's just as successful. We just have to be really thoughtful about how we design things if we're designing them online versus in person. Have you ever had a disqualified potential client based on just what you felt or what you heard? You're like, okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not in the right fit for you or no matter what, I might give you a thousand sessions. It's not going to work for you. I don't want to take your money from you. Have you ever, has that ever happened? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I've been fortunate enough that when I'm working with groups, I've been able to, seems like the right companies have come to me when I've worked with groups. However, individual coaching has been really, has been one of those places that I have said to organizations, if there's been a, a match between me and one of their leaders, for example, for leadership or executive coaching, and it just feels like after we meet, it doesn't seem like it's going to be super successful either because the person hasn't got the motivation themselves to want to do the work or because it seems like what I'm bringing isn't matching with what they're looking for. I definitely at that point would say, you know, either bring in one of my colleagues, my company, I'm on my own, but I have a number of different connections that I bring in to a lot of the work that I do. So if it doesn't work for me, oftentimes it's one of my colleagues, but there have definitely been a few times where I've just said, you know, I'm not sure if this, if you're ready for this yet. And it, when you are, I'd be keen to come back. Now, do you focus on a certain type of organization, like certain industry, certain size or... You know, just you take them all. Just depends yeah. on the situation. Uh Great question. So most of the organizations that I work with, uh, I have a healthcare background. And so having that healthcare background has been helpful when working in other healthcare organizations or social service organizations. So oftentimes, those are the organizations that seem to be drawn to me, but it am not limited to that. So I've worked in the oil and gas industry, and I've worked um, in other technology companies. My, the company size that's perfect for me is probably around between, between 50 and 300 people or so, only because oftentimes bigger than that, the organizations actually have the, their own um, leadership development or organization development teams. But the smaller companies often will maybe only have one person or maybe they'll have only a couple and they may get to a place where they're looking for something external that's a little bit more but different from what they're able to do. So that's my perfect size. Maya, how do you market Silver Rain? Is it, do you, do you just, do you have a marketing plan or are you pretty much relying on word of mouth and yeah. referrals? So I do a little bit of, I do a couple of things. My, I do word of mouth for sure. I have a number of colleagues 
groups that I work with where we are all working on um, bringing in, uh, you know, meeting with the contacts that we have and connecting. I do a lot of local marketing um, with organizations that are closer to me. And then I use social media as well. So I post, I do a lot of blogging. So a lot of my blogging is related to personal leadership. So it might really speak to a leader in an organization, but not necessarily to the organization as a whole. But it's really focused on um, getting clear on what's important and figuring out how you're going to show yourself to the world. So I do, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I do a little bit of stuff on Twitter, but mostly LinkedIn is where is my connection point. I do a lot of reaching out to people that way. And that's how I mostly get my non-local clients. How long is it when you get a new client? How long does it take you just to, to figure out, okay, they're going to get it quicker or they're going to get it later? How, how long does it take you to figure that out? That's a really interesting question. I'd say that it completely varies on the organization. So an example of a recent situation I had with, with a new client was they we went in to talk a little bit about what they were looking for and they were so ready for, for the work. It was it was an it was almost like an immediate. We had the conversation and within within only a few weeks we had um, work that was that beginning to happen. And each time that we meet there seems to be more engagement and more interest in trying more, doing more and reaching broader parts of their organization. I have another um, recent contact where I was doing a talk with the local Chamber of Commerce. And um, one of the uh, leaders in an organization came to me and said, you know, hey, and she was one of the HR managers. And she said, you know, I think that what you're doing could really fit for our organization. So that was fantastic. But what's happened is we, we've reached a point where now there's, it's sort of silent. So of course, I, my next step is to reach out again to find out, you know, did I, did I misunderstand but about what they were looking for? But it, it almost seems like there was some keenness on the front end. But now that we're actually getting down to, okay, what might this look like for your organization? It's taking some time. So it's, it seems to be really individual based on the organization and kind of where they're at. So next question, has this ever happened? You're, you're with an organization and you, and you tell a leadership, this is what you're observing, you're noticing this, and they're like, well, I don't think you're right because that doesn't sound like an employee. Has that ever happened? And how do you, how do you take care of I mean, How do you approach that? I definitely have had that experience where I've heard what they're Tell, what the leadership is telling me, I've had some follow-up conversations with stakeholders and been able to say, you know, this doesn't make sense. You know, th- there seems to be a disconnect here. And when the leadership tells me that, what I'm hearing from them is that they're having a disconnect between what their staff or their teams are saying and what they're hearing. And so then it's my job not to say to the leaders, well, you're wrong. This is what I know. It's more, it's more to say, well, this is what I've been hearing. And, you know, what is it that I'm missing? I get really curious when there's a disconnect between what I'm hearing and what the leadership is saying, because it may well be that I've misinterpreted, but it also could be that me getting curious helps to open up the conversation. And that's more what I've found. Yes. Maya, next, talk about a time you were successful, what you learned from the success and what we can learn from the success you had in the past. So that was an interesting question. I'll just share one recent success. So I was in an organization and I went in to talk about leadership coaching and leadership development and what the organization shared with uh, me and my colleague was, well, actually what we're really looking for right now is the development of a mentorship program. We'd like to have a formal mentorship program in our organization. We don't have one at this point. And, you know, do you think you could develop something like that? 
it was something that neither one of us had direct experience with developing a mentorship program. But we just said, okay, you know what? This is maybe our way of showing how we can support this organization to move forward. And who knows what could happen in the future? We were really open. So we went away and created a, a mentorship development program and presented it back and subsequently have um, have rolled it out in the organization. And we're hearing really great things about it. Super successful to not say no to something that I wasn't sure that was in my toolbox. I wasn't sure that I that I could bring what I really needed to to be successful there. And instead of saying no, what I said was, yeah, this is something I know is going to help this organization. I'm going to figure out how to do this super well. And together with my colleague, we've rolled out something that is, I think, going to be an amazing thing for this organization. And since then, we've now been able to have further conversations about new opportunities. So that's a super success that I think I'll definitely, that learning that I bring to, you know, your listeners is when somebody says, do you think you can do something? And you, your first reaction is, I don't know if I can, instead of uh, saying no, get curious. How can you? How might you be able to do it? Because if somebody's interested in something, it might be that it'll be a perfect fit for you. And if it's not, then you can find another alternative. That's great. It's good. That's great advice. Next, talk about a time that you failed, what you learned from this failure and how we can learn from this. Okay, so recently, again, I had um, a seminar, a workshop planned. It was called the Positivity Slam. And I had um, a a colleague that a different colleague I was working with on it really excited to run this workshop because positivity is and positive psychology is is a sort of a basic foundation that I do a lot of work from. And we had so much interest, lots and lots of people who were interested and almost nobody could attend. It was the most uh, frustrating of things because I kept getting emails emails and phone calls and text messages saying, really keen, can't make it that weekend, you know, and so we ended up in the end having to uh, postpone it. So it's not a complete failure, but I would call it a failure because we weren't able to proceed. What I learned from it, though, was two things. One, you can't get caught up in whether I found myself initially getting caught up in when every time somebody said to me, oh, no, I can't make it. I felt this sort of sense of deflate deflation. I don't know if that's even a word, but I just felt like it hit me hard. And I reached a point where I realized, no, you know what? They're showing interest. Like that engagement to me is super positive. And I actually need to take it that way just because they can't make it this weekend. That'll be fine. We'll rebook. And we're going to to make this an amazing success because it's the workshop is not going to be phenomenal. But the learning was really about not taking things personally and knowing when you have to stop so that then you can regroup and start again with success. So it's almost like a failing for forward philosophy. Yes. And that's the, that's the fail it. That's the process that I like to go through. One thing when you kind of prevent, I mean, you just don't know how many people come and you might have a hundred people reserve RSVP and like 10 come and then like 20 RSVP and a hundred people come, you know, like, well, you're going to say you didn't RSVP and you can't attend. Well, you're not going to do that. Exactly. It's very tricky to plan events. Yeah. So Maya, you already talked about this a little bit, but expand some more on how you add value and have to solve problems. So, you know, I think that where I add value is the breadth of my background. So starting from curiosity and being able to work um, in a really varied environment the, is the value add that I bring. Maya, can you talk about someone who's helped you in the past and how they helped you? Absolutely. So so I had a manager in the past when I worked in um, in as a leader in an organization who was able to really see me for who I was, but also see me for where I wanted to be. And she helped me to create a team and create a job that was so um, authentic to me that 
it allowed me to be the most successful person in a very complex work environment. And the thing I learned from her and that was that it's not, there's no reason why we can't all do that. There's no reason why every leader in every organization can't support the people around them to be their very best. And one of the things that she taught me was, you don't have to be in an important position to be an influential leader in an organization. You can lead from wherever you are, whether you're a frontline person and you're doing, um, you know, maybe you're dealing with clients directly all the way up to the CEO. Every single person in that organization has not only the um, responsibility to lead up and lead down, but also they have the ability to do it as long as they're given the right nurturing. Yes, that's, I was in the Army, and what, that's one thing the Army usually do. You know, you have the, the leader based on rank and position. Where you say, who's the actual real leader of this place? You know, it might be the lowest ranking. I mean, who, who has the most, you know, the most pull? Who's a real leader? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think that's the thing about it. That military is a, is a perfect example of that whole concept that it doesn't matter where you are, you can lead from anywhere, um, regardless of your rank. Maya, I understand you have something for our listeners today. Yeah. So I have two things. The first thing is um, I have an ebook. It's called Five Steps to Simple and Clear. It helps people to work through um, five areas of their lives, both in their work, but also in their, in their personal life that might be getting in the way of feeling like they actually are able to manage really well and that so that's one thing and then the other piece is um, is that anybody who reaches out to me and tells me that they have seen me on your podcast in any way will be able to get 25% off of a coaching pack uh, of an individual coaching package um, so that's for individuals and uh, but it, it could work we can figure we'll figure that out too if it's an organization that reaches out to me Thank you, Maya. That's very uh, valuable. Next, can you uh, tell us the social media platforms you're on so listeners can reach out to you? Absolutely. So I'm on uh, I'm on LinkedIn. My it's Maya Carlson, um, and uh, you can all you get my name is spelled weird, but it, it, there aren't very many of us. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. My uh, it's at Coach Maya K on Twitter, and Facebook is Silver Rain Coaching. So those are the social media platforms that I'm on. Thank you. Maya, we're coming to the close of the talk. Can you give some advice or wisdom to our listeners? Yeah, so my advice to, to everybody who's listening is get as curious as you can. Notice what's happening in you and around you through a curiosity lens and your life will never be the same if you can get curious and notice what's happening. Thank you. Maya, thank you for being a guest on our podcast. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy person. You have a lot of stuff going on. To our listeners, Thank you for your time as well. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cadmus HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CadmusHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cadmus HR or Jason Cadmus HR on Snapchat. Thanks again and be great every day.